0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Excuse My Reach. I'm your host, Emma Isaac. Today, our guest is Melinda McLaurin, Programmatic Sales Manager at WonderKind, a leading performance marketing engine that delivers tailored experiences at scale. Melinda has navigated her way through the advertising world, strategically combining her skills in campaign management, revenue growth, and cultivating client partnerships. I have had the pleasure of working alongside Melinda, witnessing her incredible work ethic and impressive ability to foster connections. I am extremely excited to hear more about her dedication to further her career in sales management. So without further ado, Melinda, welcome to Excuse My Reach. Thank you so much for coming on the
1: podcast today. Absolutely. And what an intro. I love that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm so excited to be here. You know, You know, the love is real. (laughs) The
0: love is very real. And, guys, like I said, Melinda's a friend. And now, as of this week that we're recording, she is a former colleague, Mm -hmm. which is very sad to say. But I'm really, really happy for you. You know that you started a new job. We're going to get into all of it. But before we do get into all of that, I want to kind of hear way more about you from the beginning, like peak, peak beginning, when you were a kid. What were you interested in?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. So, um, well, to let everyone know, um, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, uh, A child of immigrants, you say. Both of my parents are from St. Lucia. um, And they've been in the country for some time. However, I am um, the only child for my mom. Uh, a babe the baby girl for my dad I have three other sisters um and I I was always interested in oh my goodness music and um coming up to my I, I one of my earliest memories too is when my aunt got married my I was a flower girl when I was what five six so bridal <laughs> magazines were all over so I had such a love for magazines too um Essence, My mother had Essence magazines and um, I end up having my own subscription to Nickelodeon magazines, which I still have a collection um, from back then. So um, I, up to now, just a whole thing of just music and history and just the nostalgia of it all. Um, yeah, I, I think that's I, that and tech. You're a tech kid. Yeah, I was a tech kid. I mean, I came up during that what is it, that dot com era? Mm -hmm. Hold on, I'm a full on '90s kid that remembers the you know the dial up modem and my AOL account and all that. So, um, I I guess it's like combining it all. You know, it's just like that whole era. It was just uh, what a time to be alive, right? Um, So much was happening and so much interest. And I think that with, um, you know, with my family background and just like love of all types of music. And then just the way that the internet was changing, it was just, um, it just, it really grew my interest of like, okay, how can I get into this? How, like, what do I do? Um, yeah, yeah, that's, the, I feel like that's the start.
0: That's where the origin story started from. Yeah. You know, I'm curious too, with your interest in music and editorial and things like that, are you kind of now surprised at where you are? Or do you feel like because you had that interest in tech and kind of molding it all together, do you feel like you're surprised with where you are now? Or do you feel like it all makes sense?
1: I'm surprised, but I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, Like originally from high school, actually, um, I went to a high school called uh, Brooklyn Technical High School, Brooklyn Tech, as we all say out here, um, where I was a civil engineer major. Um, and which is so funny because it was between civil engineering and media, um, which was like the two majors I was into, but I ended up going civil engineering with my best friend. Um, and, um, it was great because then I got experience as far as with surveying and, um, understanding land and like, uh, landscapes and bridges and things of that nature. So, um, it's, which is so interesting when people, like, I talk about it and they're like, What? You know yeah. how to survey? And I, was <laughs> and like, I was like, What? Yeah. I didn't even know that about you. Yeah, yeah, no. I will, like, honestly, there will be guys on 14th Street and Union Square out here. They will, like, check, like, sea levels and surveying. And I'll walk up to them and be like, Hey, what equipment you have? And they'll look at me as if I'm crazy. And I was like, <laughs> Dude, you don't understand. I was using uh, equipment, I think, from like 1975 before with a plumb bum. So, whoa. <laughs> and That's there they'll amazing. laugh. At- yeah, there they'll laugh at me. But, um, Actually, all that changed in college. Um, I continued on with civil engineering when I went to um, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. There, I was a civil engineering tech major, um, and I didn't do as well. It, it didn't it didn't pan out the way I wanted to. I realized I was not one for. Um, all the, I guess, the math of it all, because, you know, you have to be great at math. And I, it wasn't that I was bad. I was, you know, I was all right with my calculus and differential equation. For some reason, I was not getting physics. Um, but then it wasn't until um, a good friend of mine, Bill, William Thomas, um, he suggested I take this uh, public relations class with him. And he was like, yo, Mel, it'll be fun. So, um. I remember taking it. It was with a doctor. Um, I'm going to call it Dr. Tracy. I forgot her last name, but I just remember Tracy. Okay. Um, and doctor, too, because this woman has a Ph.D. Um, and I apologize. Oh, my goodness. I apologize. Uh, I forgot her last name because uh, she's she's brilliant. Um, and it was her her public relation class. that Actually, I fell in love with it. Um, and I did well. And um, it was actually my college boyfriend at the time who suggested, like, hey, I think you should really like look into this. And I was like, no, I must be an engineer. It was it was important to me. I was very very prideful. I was like, no, my family's expecting me to be an engineer. I have to do that. Um but I was struggling and um yeah I ended up making the decision I believe at the end of my sophomore year to switch majors. Mind you, I tried a couple a few. I went from civil engineering tech to like environmental science to um I believe um, Advertising and Public Relations was my third. Um, but that's the one that stuck. That's the one that stuck. That's what I graduated with. That's what I got <laughs> the degree in. So, and then I ended up staying a year uh, for grad school, too, and did, like, communication media tech technology because then I graduated in, when was that, 2011. Um, so this is, like, after, like, the whole 08 crash and everything. And just seeing... Um, peers who went out, found dream jobs, and then all of a sudden they lost their dream jobs, and you know, the economy was just, it was crazy, um, so I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna stay in school, um, because I don't know if I could get a job right now, um, yeah, so, and I think that was an awesome decision, just gave myself a year as far as just, um, gaining new skills, doing some pro bono work, um, end up having the great, like, honor and pleasure to, um, have a, a professor. His name is Dr. Neil Hare um, as my marketing professor, um, and he was great. Um, I think he honed in on the concept of um, underpromise and over deliver
0: hmm.
1: You know, um, when talking to clients and different things, um, and he really inspired me. Um, right there, I was like, "Oh, I need to live his life. I want to. I want to be in academia and consult for all these places." <laughs> um, <laughs> And he was making good money doing that too. I would assume so. So um, that was something to aspire for. And then after that, um, I was living in Rochester, New York, still after school, and it was hard. It was. I was applying to different like agencies and and um, trying different things, but it didn't really work out. But I ended up getting a, a, a unpaid internship at the um, what is it the they they re, um, they renamed themselves. They're now called Causeway, but uh, originally they were the Ad Council of Rochester, um, and it that was such a nice experience because I was just doing small projects, but they were doing a lot of campaigns and smaller campaigns for like nonprofits, um, and then working with um, agencies that was in that was in the. Rochester area to do like really cool things for like smaller companies that may not have the big budgets that you know you and I work with right now um so it was really cool um to have that experience more of a you know just more of like a shop small shop type agency um yeah and then um I was doing that and working at a restaurant as a hostess (laughs) so amazing yeah, yeah. That's what paid. I mean, that's what paid the bills while also pursuing my passion. Um, at that time, um, I was like, "Hey, I got an advertising degree. That's all I got to do." So, um, did that, and then um, put my resume on Indeed, and then end up interviewing for this job, <laughs> for this tech company called CM Productions, um, where I got a marketing assistant job. And this is this is the thing that people laugh at because this is my fun fact. I actually gave this um, at the new job too because they were like, oh, give us a fun fact or two truths and a lie and it ends up I am a bad liar. I just gave them three facts. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> lying. Totally to- That's actually <laughs> totally hilarious. Yeah, You're like, I, totally I forgot, forgot to lie. To lie. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to lie y'all. They were like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, DM, I was only there for a couple months because it was interesting. I um actually got let go after the second month. And thinking back to it, rightfully so, because um, um, it was one very first job, tech company, but all the content was adult, it was adult entertainment. So um, it, that, was, that was something different. Um,
0: yeah, tell us about that. Tell us like how different that was and how that was kind of like an intro into advertising, but also to this whole other world that oh my gosh. you didn't maybe even know you were going to get into.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of two things. It was, it was interesting. Cause one, it was like the realm outside Google, right? Like we, I feel like working in advertising, um, if you don't work for Microsoft, um, you, you, you have to deal with Google in terms of like the ad server and, or like as a client or some type of business. Right. And this was the, with my first experience, it's like the only time where, um google was not involved because they did not want to touch it um being that there was just not just because the content was porn but then there was certain aspects of it whereas like certain keywords that were like yeah this is kind of going into like definitely not brand safe <laughs> this is not brand safe at all and stuff like that so they definitely um it, it was it was crazy because now I, it was a realm of um People doing crazy things like oh, okay, I'll take your five thousand dollars, traffic your ads, and then just close shop. It would be gone. So it, it, that was so interesting to be my first intro into ads. Um, but as I told you, lost my job after a couple of months, which is true. I mean, honestly, I wasn't good. Give us the tea. You know, so you know what's so funny? They were so encouraging when they let me go. They were just, there was just saying like, hey, I don't think this is for you. Like, talk about like. Uh, it's not you, it's me. It's like, me. <laughs> I, I, when I tell you, I was hurt. I remember I cried driving home. Yeah, I bet. Um, I was so heartbroken because I'm like, wow, I never got, this was my first time ever being like, go. I've never been fired before, nothing of that sort. So it definitely was a, a hit to my confidence for a sec. However, every disappointment is a blessing in disguise. Um, I lost that end up going right back into the thing that was embarrassing was I left my 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 restaurant job and I was just like bye y'all I got a real job See y'all. Oh, no. and then here I come so uh I need I need some hours <laughs> oh no well, I you came crawling
0: back to them
1: yeah yeah one thing I wasn't arrogant about it or anything of the sort um uh, but it was just so crazy because they had like a send-off for me and then here I come crawling back. <laughs> Then they had your welcome party as
0: soon as they had your send-off back to back. Exactly,
1: exactly. However, less than two months after that, um, I got an email about an opportunity at Microsoft, um, which was a a contract for one year. Um, And that was the, I think that was the true stepping stone. uh, One, for me to move back to New York City. And two, to do what I'm doing now as far as like, we do in doing digital ad sales. So um, I am, I'm really grateful for that opportunity. And I'm grateful for CM Production because they were the job experience, along with the Ad Council, uh, that helped propel me to get that job. And it's funny because I remember interviewing with um, this gentleman, Dan Foley. Love Dan. Um, oh. And I remember I told Dan... <laughs> He was like, oh, so tell me about the experience with your uh, last job. And I was just like, yeah. So I work at a marketing assistant. It was all porn. He was like, get the F out of here. And I was like, are you serious? (laughs) Um, He thought it was great. And then speaking to another um, person, um, actually it was, uh, I believe it was Kaval, Kaval Khan. And he told me, he was like, wow, like honestly, the adult entertainment industry is always the first in terms of trying things, especially when it comes to ads. So, like, anything that we're doing now, they did that last year, you know, as far as, like, the different creatives and, like, ad sizes and things like that. Um, You know, it's the wild, wild west on that side. So they could try and experiment with things. So um, I thought that was cool.
0: That's actually really interesting, too, because did you find that at that job, most brands were coming to you guys or was it a lot of seeking out? Because it's very specific, you know, for brands to advertise on. That's an interesting dynamic, you know, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It wasn't like we were getting like the general mills or anything. It was basically kind of um, whoever's in the industry already. So it was like a lot of like, you know, toy sites and things of that nature or like other sites, Um Promoting, like, because, of course, the company I worked for, they had a few sites, um, which one of one of my first tasks was to QA all the videos. So I basically watched a video in every category. So I'm so desensitized. I went home with work one time and my boyfriend walked, my boyfriend at the time, he walked in, um, he came home and he was just like, wait a minute.
0: What do you, oh, and he's like, oh,
1: you're working. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is, that was just my job. Yeah, for sure. That's hilarious. Well, it's definitely a very interesting kind of origin story about how you got into this field in general. Is there a job prior to being in the actual standard workforce? Was there a job that you had as a kid that you point back to and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense that I'm here now? Yes. I worked
1: in the library. Uh, I worked for Brooklyn Public Library coming up. That's why I have such a love for, for BPL. Um, I volunteered there when I was in high school and, um, well, sophomore the junior year of high school and towards the end of senior year. Um, they had a grant where I was able to get a job there, um, and uh, which was excellent. And I had to work with people, um, helping people. I worked in the adult literacy center. Um, so like helping people on the computer, getting them set up with Rosetta Stone, things of that nature. So, um, being able to communicate with people, handle them, um, in terms of their requests and needs and, um, just having tact to navigate, um, different people's personalities and, um, backgrounds and things that, that nature. I feel like that really helped to shape me, um, as well as, uh, now thinking back to it too, um, as I'm in sales, um, in high school, we had to, at one point we had to sell chocolates for, um, our high school track team. Cause then, uh, we, ha- we needed to raise money, uh, for new uniforms and, um, what was it? Like new uniforms, new track suits and different like trips to like go to like, um, brown relays, pen relays and things like that. And so, uh, Honestly, my mom was the true hustler because she was really <laughs> out here getting sales, especially with people that she worked with around the city. Um, but yeah, that was that was the my first selling job, you could say, out here saying like, "Hey, I have chocolate for a dollar. Would you like some?"
0: <laughs> you know what? But those jobs like that—that that actually I feel like does impact a lot, like yeah. what you do in your future. All those little things. Also, you spoke earlier about how so many of the steps that you've taken thus far, at least like in college and everything, you were leaning on your community too to kind of help you like understand this industry, the professors that you looked back to, all of that. So I think it's, it's interesting to hear kind of where things start because a lot of times they end up similar to where you are now.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, community is huge. I I think I definitely am a product of a village, Um, a very loving village as far as like not only my family, but just having a good, good circle of friends and um, especially those who are very much driven as much as I am, Um, not only in the media industry, but just in different things like that same best friend of mine. Uh, Who was in civil engineering? She continues, so she works in construction, which is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm super proud of her. And um, uh, yeah, just leaning on on people who know more than me, and just being um, open to ask questions, but also being at the same time um, be self sufficient. Like I'm very, I'm very much one who goes out and research and try to find things. But if I can't, if I you know hit a wall. Um, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm definitely working to be better at, um, waving my white flag and asking for help. Yeah. I was not always like that, but that's one thing I've, I've learned as I got older. Like, yeah, I need to call out for help when I need it.
0: I think we all need to call out for help when we need it. And probably more often than we think that we do. Cause burnout is
1: real. <laughs> it is so real and we need each other. We're all we got, you know, so. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I want to talk to, you know, all the past experiences that you've had, we're talking now, you had experience with sales, right? And you're now in this sales job that's absolutely incredible and so designed perfectly for you. (laughs) But prior to that, there like we were talking about, you had experience in the advertising world. And I'm just kind of curious, one, if you could kind of explain to people high level what you were doing on the day to day prior to sales, what the advertising world kind of entails Absolutely. from like our side of things, I would say, and then how you sort of were able to take some of those skills and bring them into now your sales job.
1: Okay. So, you know what, let's bring it back from like, um, I'll take it from after Microsoft to like WebMD. So um, WebMD was my first full-time um, salary job. Um, where I was an inventory analyst, so I was all in analytics. Um, so checking media plans, making sure that um, basically we would have enough ad inventory to deliver on the plans that were being presented. Um, especially um, at WebMD it was huge, like pharmaceutical um, advertisers and their campaigns. So huge budgets. So just making sure that you know we. Dot all our I's, cross all our T's. Um, From there, I went to Hearst Digital, did basically similar work as a yield analyst. So definitely just um, inventory, but also pricing, making sure that um, pricing aligns and um, working with rate card and things of that nature. Um, What I think where things really set sail for me was when I went over to I1 Digital, um, which was more in the multicultural space. Um, but there I was a more of a, I was an account manager. So there I, I became more client facing because prior mm-hmm. to that, I was in the background, um, definitely more internal and something was urging me where I was like, I want to talk to these clients too. I know what I, I know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I want to try She it. does. Know. You guys, she really does. <laughs> you, oh, I love you, Emma. You're, you're amazing. Thank you. Um. Yeah, no, but there I was able to like manage integrated ad campaigns, have the ability to not only just talk to the sales planners, but um, be that sales planner, work with the creative um, creative team or design team, depending on what company or what have you. Um, finance, project management. Um, I I realized that I love making things happen. And, and talking to people, getting creative, making sure creative is approved, making sure that it looks good on the page, and um, and also just reporting and um, making sure that um, all the campaigns are optimized to whatever uh, performance indicators um, that the advertiser is looking for. So that was basically the day-to-day, um, and, um, which led into, to fandom, which I, that's what I, that's what I started to do when I went into fandom and that's how we met. Um, and yeah, working with marketing and design. So everything ad operations, I was the ad ops girl. Um, and then, um, learning a lot about, what is it? Finance. Cause then we have to do billing rec- uh, reconciliations, which I know, you know, lots about. Just finding ways of maximizing, basically, at the end of the day, maximizing revenue. So, of course, um, at the time, whoever, the account executive, the seller, they go out, they do their thing as far as prospecting and um, bringing in the business. But then once the business is in there, I'll say, okay, bring it into my hands, I'll bring it home. So that was my life for pretty much since 2015. Um, and then... Um, When was it, last year? Like, more so last year. Actually, um, before that, um, I raised my hand and I said I'm interested in doing sales. It's actually been on my mind since 2015, Um, moving into sales. I definitely had an interest. However, I didn't see a lot of women who looked like me in that role. Um, Only a few. And they were excellent. and, And they were amazing examples. When I interviewed for I1Digital, I interviewed with the SVP of sales at the time. Her name is Maria Weaver. And she shocked me because I went in and I was just expecting something else, (laughs) you know? And and I'm seeing this woman, I'm like, wow, a black woman is SVP of sales here? Okay, that's possible, you know? Because, I mean, at the same time, I'm in a way first generation. Like my family was very much well, my parents were very much blue collar. So it's not like I had anyone um at home to really guide me through corporate America. However, that doesn't mean they weren't knowledgeable. Like for example, like my mother, she didn't work in corporate. However, she knew how to uh, move around people and I think she was definitely uh she and forever will be a North Star for me as far as being a guiding light and um I feel like a lot of my personality, the, the way I speak, everything is her. Um, um, but however, going back to Maria, just seeing her and also um, who was the VP at the time, Judine Walden, um, who I worked with. and she, Yeah, those women, they definitely gave me um, inspiration, something to aspire to. Um, so yeah, I went, worked, did my thing. Um, and then, um, but stayed in operations, um, at that time, um, and then moved over to fandom and, uh, yeah. And then was there for five and a half years, as you know, (laughs) as, uh, until as of a few weeks ago, um, but it was great. Like at fandom, I was able to grow in terms of just not only going from account management and handling the campaigns into what we know as media strategy, going from the pre-sale, all the way to the post-sales. So just knowing that campaign from um, the front and back of your hand to also having the opportunity to have my own bucket business, which was huge, um, and being able to handle that, as well as, like, helping to support people. Of course, that was crazy <laughs> in a bit. Uh, but it definitely, I feel like, you know, iron, um, iron sharpens iron. I would say it wasn't easy. Not everything was easy, but it definitely was rewarding. Um, and um, I, I feel like the overall, like the constant um, throughout each of my experiences is treat people with kindness, no matter where you at, um, because people will remember you. And I, I definitely, I found that out today. I contacted someone I knew at the agency and he gave me a call, which was, I I was shocked. And when he gave me a call, he was like, Hey, we were talking about you at our job. And I was like, wait, what? Like, how are you talking about me? I don't work there. And he's like, you know, my manager and they brought you up and they were asking about you. And it ends up, it was something for the current job. And I was like, wow, look at that. Like, I had no idea, um, Can you imagine if like I would have said something crazy to him? Like, oh, yeah, I know her. Mm -mm, That's not the one.
0: (laughs) No, but that's such a testament to who you are. And I will say, having been somebody that has worked with you, it is such it reigns true for you. Absolutely. And I love that you had people at past jobs that you looked up to because absolutely without a doubt, you were somebody that when I came to this company, I was like, I look up to you mostly because Mm -hmm. one, you were so kind, you were incredible at your job, and you rose your hand often. Those are things that you notice in meetings, you notice talking, you notice like hearing other people's accounts of you, they stick. So, those things don't go without notice at all. So, anybody listening to those are this is key advice that she's giving you of how to be a person in general and yes. a person in the workforce. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And as a New Yorker, I'm not saying <laughs> to be nice. You could be nice if that's you. Be like be nice, but um, be kind. Like yeah, it because I've come to realize not everybody is as bubbly or you know talkative as me. They don't have to right. be. They don't have to be. Um, however those that are willing to um, you know, to help and assist and um and 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 just recognize when other people are like doing good things and things like it it yeah, just be kind. Be kind and um it you'll see it you through. Because people recognize that, you know? Um absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and
1: I bring that up, too, because then it's the funny saying about, like, um, you hear about New Yorkers. They're like, New Yorkers are not nice, but they're kind. <laughs> like, we are curse you out, but we'll, we'll make sure you know where you're going. Uh-huh. As long we, as you're we'll not We'll be honest our way. about it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't take you to a ditch. <laughs> you no. Know, even though, I don't know, I'm probably... T- too nice to be a New Yorker sometimes that's what my friends be telling me but it is what it is (laughs) I don't
0: know I don't think that's such a bad thing well I do want to know you know you talking about your jobs your past experience and how they're not exactly sales right it wasn't it was more like like I said I saw you raise your hand you did raise your hand you asked for opportunities you asked how to get involved more in this position that like you just told us you've kind of been working towards since 2015 you knew that it was in your mind even prior to that as a kid you had done stuff in sales and you just kind of didn't recognize that that was going to be your path now yeah but I'm wondering that first transition how did you navigate those internal conversations aside from just raising your hand and saying this is something that I want to do how did you kind of put that into motion so it was something that you were actually starting to do
1: absolutely that's a great question um I definitely raised it with my immediate manager, my direct report at first. Um, I, I think the thing that was big was not only talking to my direct reports, but also being in lockstep with the sales directors and the sales the sales VP. Um, I had the amazing opportunity to work with um, one of the AEs who's now a director, Lindsay, who I love That's forever will be a friend. Um, and just having conversations with her, um, and asking her advice as far as, um, her background and, um, getting into like, how did she do things and, um, ends up she was in a similar, um, situation, but just said like her former company and it's like, okay, asking her how I navigate that. And, um, and just not being afraid to talk to people. I went straight up to the SVP (laughs) because we're all in the same office, you know, so, I think that's another thing I'm I'm not afraid to talk to people no matter who you t- like what your title is um so good uh, one of the investors of the company who is in the office and I'm just like oh hey Mr. Miller what's going on um <laughs> yeah cuz and, and it's so funny cuz I told my mother this I actually um thanks to my mom the other day um, I told her I was like Ma, thank you for letting me not be afraid of people in terms of of like being I guess not starstruck, but like afraid by a title. Like, oh, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the president of the United States is here. You shouldn't be speak to him. Why? He's human. Like, I would talk to him. Yeah. Them. You know? It's like,
0: also like, he's the president of the United States. You're in the United States. He's affecting you. you know, so I, you should probably have a conversation. You know?
1: You know? Like, <laughs> of course, like, I'm not going to go and be like, hey, you should talk to me. But it's, it, you know, I always, I, I'm big about salutation. I always say Good morning. I always ask um, people, especially because I'm, I genuinely, especially if I see you a lot and I genuinely care, like I ask you, how are you doing? You bring up your family, I'm gonna ask how, how they're doing, especially if I met them, oh my <laughs> goodness, yeah, now you stuck with me. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> ask you about your kids. So um, I think all of that helped in terms of um, constantly reminding them. And then there, they spoke to HR about it. And there it became a push of, like, okay, we have to do something about this. Because then it came to a point of, like, all right, this is what I want to do. I need to do this here or I'm going to figure out a way to do it somewhere, you know? So, yeah. um, I'm really grateful um, for the experience um, at Fandom. Like, they were fantastic as, as, in terms of um, making room for me to do that and to learn and to make mistakes and to learn from that and, uh, and to grow. Um, so yeah, that's why I feel like that even me leaving was so bittersweet, but just the, the genuine encouragement <laughs> to after that, to where everyone's rooting for me. Like I'm not going to get emotional. Cause everyone wrong, you know? is, we're all rooting for you. Oh, girl, don't make me cry. I'm such a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a cry baby too. Um, it, it was overwhelming. Um, it was overwhelming cause it's not like I didn't expect that, but I, I did not expect that, you know, yeah. I was really afraid of like, oh gosh, are they going to be upset? And, you know, it's just so many things happening. Um, but at the end of the day, they were like, yo, you got to do what's right for you. And um, they were like, yo, this is an amazing opportunity. Do, do what you feel is best. So I went and I did that and, uh, you know, I prayed on it. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'll tell, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest religious person, but I am, I'm one of faith. So it was just like, yo, I really, I, I prayed on it, I f- like, and I felt good. I was like, yo, I feel good about this. Um. So I'm gonna do it. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you're definitely, I think, fit for the role that you're in now. You're fit for, in my opinion, roles far above what you're in now. I think, you're, you know, <laughs> soaring up. No, seriously, I think, I, I think that your confidence in your job and your personality too i think will take you so far because it's just you're you're a go-getter like you definitely are you make things happen for yourself which is an amazing thing which actually perfectly transitions into something that i want to ask you to now how did you go about leaving that job were you interviewing elsewhere for a while did you you know reach out to people tell us about kind of the job searching process and that process specifically, when you had another job,
1: yeah, yeah. Honestly, my process it was so fast. It was it was crazy, and I can't. And I, I kid you not, I'm so blessed because I know other people did not have the same experience, and I've been there where interviewing and for like months, and things are just not working out the way it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, now this month I was really, really. Blessed and grateful. Um, actually, it was. Uh, I do have to say it was probably a couple months, like a few months. Um, though with this recent job, that happened like the whole process happened really quick. It was like a matter of weeks. But um,
0: did that freak you out? The fact that it was happening in an <laughs> in just like a couple weeks. Absolutely. Did it make it seem like you had to decide faster?
1: Absolutely. And honestly, it made me question it. Where I was like, "What's the catch here?" Mm. When things are too good, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, something is not right here. I need to, yeah. where's the fine print? I need to know, like, where does the shoe drop? Um, and, I mean, so far, so good. <laughs> not it. But, um, yeah, no, it was tough because it's, it's life-changing, too, because then I'm coming out of a comfortable situation. Right. right? Somewhat comfortable because, of course, like, giving me opportunities, pushing me to, uh, you know, to move to the next step. However, it came to a point where I had to bet on myself. You know, um, I think the biggest advocate for you is you. Um, yeah, because if you don't advocate for yourself, who will? Who will? Um, so though I was getting a lot of support internally, which is fantastic. And as I said, I'm forever grateful for that. It came to a point where I um had to lean in on like okay, gotta have faith in me, my skills, and say, no matter what I have my network i have I have something to fall back on um and <laughs> if all else fails, there's adult entertainment so <laughs> <laughs> I could go back into
0: marketing. (laughs) Yeah, you can go back into marketing, doing all the media there. You know how it's done. No, but you know what? It is kind of an understated leap going to another company, leaving your company, also going into a completely different job. Like, all of these things are very related. But it is something completely different than you've done before in certain aspects.
1: Absolutely. So that's a –
0: it's a leap, you know? So I I am curious as we're there, what was like the mental process for you of thinking like I need to bet on myself, I need to put me first and kind of how do you quantify what's right for you? Is it like a dollar amount too that you may be searching for in a new company is it kind of just like this mm-hmm. specific job title? What was it for you that was kind of things in your mind that you were like, okay, these are non-negotiables for me at this point?
1: Well, money, of course. That was one of them. But I think more than money, I feel like the other factors were important. So like the title um, and just the opportunity of like what I'll work on. I think that was really big for me. Um Everything else, I was like, okay, I could work it out. And it just so happens that it's funny how things are. Um, I have a friend of mine. Her name is Marianne. And um, it was her and another friend, Stacey Ann. We end up meeting up for margaritas and tacos. <laughs> that in. As uh, you do. Yeah, because we all knew each other from high school, uh, which is hilarious. And we are like, linking up as grown ladies. And she told me congratulations months ago. She was like, Congratulations. I was like, for what? She was just like for what's to come. You what you're gonna get that you're gonna get a new job, you're gonna everything is that you want is coming for you. Congratulations. Her and just telling me, Congratulations.
0: That's an amazing friend.
1: Oh, she's amazing. When I tell you, <laughs> this woman, she is I'm I'm having shivers just thinking about it. Because um, then she sent me this uh this passage from a book she was reading. And it ends up that she, like, texts me. And then the next day I text her back and I was like, girl, I got the job. And she said, what? Wait a minute. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, She's uh, like, I'm psychic. Yeah. No, she said, no, this is, no, this." she said, it's not even me. She's like, this is beyond us. This is beyond <laughs> us. Um, but, to, you know, to have that, you know, just I feel like manifesting was really big. I'm going to say it here. This is crazy, but it's true. Say it. When I started at Fandom, um, actually, before I started at Fandom, um, I interviewed at Fandom the end of 2017, got the job at the top of 2018, um, and I said this was the last publisher I'm going to work for. I said that straight up. I just said, I didn't even even know. And honestly, and it's funny because I applied for other publishers recently <laughs> I have yet to hear back from them is all right but I said this is my last publisher and for some reason I had such a strong interest in programmatic I thought that's where like everything was going because then that was the big talk when I was at WebMD um it was about programmatic and self-service and how that is changing and the offerings and um the ease of use and um That was just the whole big thing coming from, what was that, 2014? So my brain in 2017 was there um, in terms of like ad tech and and performance marketing. So it's just, it blows my mind when last week I I I told my mother, I said, "I, I called this, I manifested this. But I didn't even realize that I manifested this
0: thing is is that so much of manifestation and I know sometimes people can think that it's like woo woo or whatever but it's really just like working towards goals absolutely you know putting things out there as like I know for sure that I want to achieve something so I'm gonna work towards that that's really what it is it's not like you're just it's not like you just want something and then you're just sitting on it. Yeah. Like that's not what happened at all. You work towards this yeah. to get this opportunity.
1: This is not magic. This is not ooh, voila. Yeah. It, here we go. <laughs> this was uh no, day to day, put it, just each day just putting putting in time.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know? Um one thing I I realized I have to recognize the small victories. I was not one that did. Um and I, uh, I definitely, how could I put this? I could be very self-deprecating that I'm working on. So, and I, I'm a huge, like, I'm the biggest critique to myself. So, um, with all of this, Emma, I tell you, I was, I'm so proud of me. I really, I was there and I was like, wow, I am so proud of me. I did that.
0: You absolutely you know? did that. <laughs>
1: I did that. Um, and how, and, and, and apologies, I feel like I'm, I kind of went off a ta- on a tangent here. No, um, that's
0: what a podcast is for. Go off on uh, all the tangents you want. This is your time uh, to shine. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it here. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, but going back when I told you I uh, updated a resume and. Um, I don't believe, I can't, I can't name them here, I I shouldn't, but I wanted to give, uh, I I want to give a special shout out particularly to two people in particular who held it down for me as far as like looking at my resume, Um, he know who he is, he know who he is. Um, You can send this to him. Yeah, he know who he is, and she knows who she is too, Um, yeah, they know who they are. they were amazing in terms of like checking out my resume, um, giving me the tools like, hey, you should do this. Hey, it should sound like this. Definitely update your LinkedIn, make sure it matches. Like, giving me all the, the the tips. Cause I haven't, I was like, dude, I haven't updated a resume in, in close to six years. Like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm so, you know, um, off my rocket here. So, um, updated a resume, updated my LinkedIn. And then started looking for jobs on LinkedIn, um, started asking around folks for contacts. So, I have to say, like, some people are so gracious to, like, go into their own networks. As far as, like, having conversations and stuff, I'm, I'm, I can't even thank them enough. Um, however, how I got this current job was actually through LinkedIn. Um, I went on the LinkedIn jobs. Um, it came up. And it... What I loved about it was at the end, they said, if you think you don't have the qualifications, still apply. I will that. Yeah, because then it was like, yo, you don't want to miss out on a good opportunity. And I looked at it and I was like, whoa, this is, I mean, this looks cool. It's programmatic. I don't have a ton of programmatic experience. I, I mean, I do have experience, but not to say like I ran all programmatic ads and stuff. Um, but I feel like i I could do this. I could do this.
0: For people who don't know, can you just kind of explain like what programmatic
1: is? Absolutely. And apologies for me just going off uh, with all the lingo, but just for everyone listening at home. So the difference between the direct advertising um, that Emma and I would basically deal with is um, with direct advertising, um, ad agencies or client direct um, will usually like request for proposals. They will send a request, they have their requirements, or key performance indicators um, Same like, what type of asset, creative assets they may have. And there, our team will go work with marketing, formulate a plan, and submit that proposal, whereas, like, programmatic kind of cuts all that out um, and uses, um, basically, software um, to create, like, more of an ad marketplace, an ad exchange, um, so you could buy, like, digital ads that way. the cool thing about one um, Wonderkin or Kind Ads um, is that they could do really cool things um, with the ads, as far as like creating custom um, custom ad, custom creative video, and do it in a way that's um, that's non-invasive. So if you go on a website, such as uh, I'll give an example like CNN, and you go, you read an article, the company has proprietary tag on the page that basically like tracks disengagement behavior so it could tell like when you're uh have intent to exit or you left the page and you're coming back so there's reactivity and there you'll be presented with the ad so there you um one you came in to get what you want um and there you're most likely getting an ad um that makes sense to you based off like whatever information that you're already like provided um because then one cool thing is it's kind of like all encumbersome. Like, Wonder can also works with like as far as like email marketing, um, text message marketing, things like that nature where you go to a website and you can enter your phone number or your website, due to certain incentives like twenty percent off a order or hey get a get a free, I don't know get a free makeup bag from Sephora. <laughs> when you, like, you know, submit something. So stuff like that, that's what they do, which is really cool. And I'm still learning um, more about um, their tools and, like, the other things that they do and the um, their premium list of publishers that they work with. Um, so, yeah, so far so good.
0: That's really great insight, too, for people to hear because this world of, I think, digital advertising in general there's a lot to it and it's it's hard to understand it all sometimes at least i think that it is if you're not in it but that's we're all yeah. we're all learning about it here today so thank you for sharing all yeah. of that but i do want to know so being on the sales side of it now you're maintaining you know client relations all of those things what are some top things that you would say top skill sets that you yourself have that you feel like is kind of essential to go into a job like you have?
1: I think the thing that has been helping me a lot is really honing in on my contacts from my like my, my ad ops side. Um, Interesting. Because I think it's important, kind of going back into the being kind um, sentiment, it's important not to just be kind or get to know directors and associate directors. I want to know who your assistant is. Who's the assistant media planner? I want to know the associate. Because that's who, like when I was, as we worked in revenue operation at Ops, that's who I had to work with. The person that's giving me the creative assets, the person that's doing the reporting. Um, I feel like I've developed such a rapport. Um, with people through the years in working in, um, in operations that um, now that I'm, I, I moved not to say moved up. you, I mean, yes, but you moved up, <laughs> but it's different. It's different. In sales, But cause it, it, yeah, it's different. Um, but now that I, I I've changed, I kind of evolved into a different uh, role. So have they. So some of my contacts now that I'm really like cool with that, I will go, and I was like, hey, I got a new job. We got to link up. We got to do lunch. Those are people I worked with where we were all, like, they were fresh out of school. And it yeah. just so happened to remember me where they were like, yo, you made my life so much easier with this campaign. And um, I'm grateful for that because then they, they of course, don't have to. But they were I, I remember, like, I'll always check in. Like, it's not like I needed something from them, you know? Like, I'm not going to hit you up just because I need something from you. Like, generally, I just want to go check in. Be like, hey, you good? How you doing? I see you move over here. Congratulations. Just little, you know, tidbits. And then um, when there's opportunity to work together, then it's like, hey, it looks like we might have a chance. Like, like what's going on? Um, actually, one of my girlfriends that I used to work with, um, I remember when uh, she left the publisher side, she went over to the agency. And I told her, I was like, yo, we're going to work together. Like, what? We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to find a way and I kid you not I called her the end of last year because um, mm-hmm. at that time she was on the Pepsi team um at her at her agency and I was like oh we need to talk you ready I was like yo we're going out for dinner <laughs> and we went out to dinner and we caught up and it was nice to like you know catch up learn more about her family see what they're doing but then it was so beautiful because what was it? It was like four years later, five years later after she, like we, we said that, where we're like, yo, we're going to work together. I'm like, yo, look at us. We out here. Like, we, We're here eating lobster. <laughs> <laughs> eating <a> lobster. <laughs> yeah, eating lobster together. And she helped me out a lot as far as like even um, bringing introductions into the team. And then um, I feel like that showed a lot, too, at the time, they were saying, like, whoa, you got to connect over there. I'm like, yeah, I do. That's my friend. Like, we work together with we colleagues. Like, this this is our time. Um, and uh, another another girlfriend of mine who also works at the agency, um, we worked together years ago on our account. And I remember um, we went out to dinner. And she, she told me, she was like, so, when are you going to do this? When is When are you going to get your credit? And I was like, it's gonna come. And she was like, no, one you, you need this right now. You need this right now. So I feel like I was getting that push too, to be like, no, you need to you need to do this.
0: That's incredible though. And like going back to your community, like you have community strong.
1: Absolutely. But it
0: really it's what you're what you attract to. You know, you're putting out that same energy, you're forming community. And it is so cool to think back on the people that you worked with maybe at your first job. Like it's same for me. Like I have people from my first job that are like so – I'm so close with. Absolutely. It's so good to just maintain relationships like that. And again, to not think that you're going to get anything out of it. I loved what you said there and this is something that I tell people to all the time. Reach out to people when you don't need anything. That's how you get the connections. That's how you maintain connections. Yes. Don't be asking for things all the time. Because people, I mean, just think about it from another human experience. Yeah. you wouldn't want to be asked yeah. for things all the time either. Absolutely, you know?
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm really big about that follow up. Yeah, follow up. I, I, I'm not the best. Like, my I tell my friends even now, like some of my girlfriends from like college and stuff, and I and I tell them, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, like I haven't been following up as much. Though they understand, life is you know, life is, we, we out here trying to figure it out. We're grinding every day. Now, like my friends are, are getting married. They have children. Um, it, it's, they definitely understand, but it's important to just check in, you yeah. know, um, cause we're all going through something. And so, um, even same thing with work, like we're all going through something. So just to be like, Hey, how you doing? Like it, people appreciate that, you know, For sure. um, a lot a lot just even just like uh, hey how you doing like or remembering a fact they were like what you remember that like I, oh, remember yeah. I walked into a lunch and learn never met this young lady in my life and I, I straight up said like her whole like her whole her full name I was like oh you so so she's she said wow you, you got off a of fresh shine I was like yeah we've been on emails for the past
0: you're like I years. practically know you yeah. <laughs> No, that actually is so crazy when you meet people in person that you've been emailing back and forth for years, yes. like legitimately years and you've never met them in person.
1: Yeah. That's my that's like my friend Mariah and I. We finally <laughs> met up and you swore we grew up together. You swore we grew up together. And I was like, wow, we're just meeting for the first time, but you could it's so funny because we both talk, we we caught a vibe, even though over email it's like
0: having a work pen pal yes, you know what i mean like yes. somebody that you don't like you work with at a different company but you <laughs> only exchange emails
1: absolutely yes that's so true <laughs> that's so true because then you should nice. tell her
0: that say you're my work pen pal yeah
1: yeah no i'm gonna tell her and another young lady we were all in the same account and it's so funny because um of course they no longer have, like that account Some of them are on the same company but yeah you you swear that uh um, we went to school together or something like we we're just out here like oh my gosh, study buddy <laughs> it's so nice to meet you
0: um that's the power of melinda you guys though i'm telling you Pe- oh, you man. you make people feel comfortable i'm not kidding
1: uh
0: i want to know i want to know okay because again like we said this is the first week at your new job yes what are you most excited about there's so much to come yeah i know you're just ramping things up but What are, like, the main goals that you're thinking about or key clients that you really want to get? Like we're saying, manifesting is just putting it out there and then making it happen. So what are you going to make happen?
1: I am so, like, at the same time, I'm trying to take it in where I'm like, okay, don't rush myself because then I'm, (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to blow up in my face, right? Where I was like, oh, Melinda, you should have took your time. Took easy but i'm so excited to just get out there like get fully trained in terms of like understanding all the tools internally and um you know ways of getting success um but just really honing in and just calling all my people all my connects and just saying like hey like how could we do this how could we work together um now i feel like baby's out the corner now i'm like okay I'm the captain now. I'm the captain. Like, I could do this. Melinda is the captain. Yeah, now I could, like, okay, hey, um, we're we're all going to a Nets event. Let's do this. Like, do we have budget? All right, let's go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I'm excited to do stuff like that. Um, Not just the entertaining, but just really. Be in charge. Yeah, no, and just connecting people. I, I feel like no matter what, ad sales or not, I love connecting people. I love connect like I love connecting cool people that could do cool things. You know, um, I feel like at the end of the day, sales or not, like that's been my constant as well. Like, um, like oh Emma, you don't I know Emma does podcast. Oh my friend Lindsay did a podcast as well. <laughs> we need to link up. We need to talk. We need to see like what ideas, um, uh, like my friend Natasha. She she wants to do a podcast called the Aunties. Let's let's connect. Let's do this. Like absolutely. Um, let's connect. to yeah. connect with Natasha now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious about that. We've been we've been talking about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like I, I I love that. Um, and I that's what I want to continue to do. You know, I just want to do cool things with cool people. Um, I always wanted to find ways of of connecting with like or learning about brands too. Because it's so interesting, just even culturally, right, with certain, like, advertisers. Like, I, I just, in my teenage years, I found out that Vaseline is petroleum jelly. I was, like, Vaseline is so synonymous to petroleum jelly. Like, we don't call it, we don't say, oh, petroleum jelly. We're like, oh, go we'll past the, ba- the Vaseline or Band-Aid or, you know, saying things like that. So it's just like,
0: all yeah. right, digging into
1: that. and like Or, like, Kleenex. Exactly, another one is another one. <laughs> Kleenex, Clorox, um, and then in the thing I found out, so so funny because I believe Clorox is one, um, to 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 talk about work with, but there's such a huge brand in itself, um yeah. with under like Procter and Gamble and stuff, and then all the brands, it, it's it's insane. So just like learning more and learning more about advertisers that I haven't worked with. And, oh, man, I'm, I'm excited to just get on the ground running and show my skills. That's so what I'm capable of, you know? Like, okay, like, all right, let me go. Let me make this happen. i got to get these meetings. i got to get someone on the phone. Like, I could do this. Um, I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to figure out a way. A tactful way too, because I'm not trying to be a pest out here. I am really not. Um, I, I, because I mean, sellers have you know that reputation, they're like, oh, sales. Like, even my friend in the agency is like, oh, I hate sellers, and I was like, but you have to deal with them like all day. And I was like, you're encouraging me to do this. It's just like, yeah, you're gonna be great, but you don't,
0: you don't have to pester. I, you're. Born for this. Like, seriously, you're born for it. Oh,
1: thank you. And
0: I just, it's going to be amazing to watch you soar in it because I was working with you in a place where, I mean, your skills were utilized absolutely, but now you're going to be in a position where they're utilized even further and in a space where you're really going to be able, you know, to do your absolute best in the thing that you're potentially made for, you know? So. I think it's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited to see where it all takes you. I do want to ask you one final question before we wrap up this interview, which has not felt like we're wrapping it up, but I have to say, Melinda, quite frankly, I could talk to you forever. We need to get an update from Absolutely. you about where your
1: life is at, all of it. Absolutely. And I hope I didn't ramble on and on.
0: You didn't ramble at all. This is all such useful information for people to hear. Just just the trajectory, whatever trajectory it is that you're on. Something that's so important to me about this podcast is just letting people talk about their individual journey, whatever that may be. Also to talk about whatever you want to talk about as it relates to your oh. profession, which is absolutely what you've done. Oh, my goodness. So oh my goodness. you're a podcaster now, by the way. But, <laughs> but I do want to ask you one final question, something that I ask all my guests. And it's okay if you don't have this. But is there a quote that you live by, something that you feel like has gotten you through the day to day, just words that really stick with you in your
1: mind? Closed mouths do not get fed. That's what got me the job. I told that to my current manager and she loved that so much. And I was like, Girl, you never heard that before. <laughs> I, I forgot who told me that years ago, but um or where I heard that, but it's so true. You don't speak, how you gonna get what you want? You know? Or or if you don't ask questions, how you gonna know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to speak up and, and that's something I keep on telling myself too, just even personally for like outside just outside professional, like like, yeah, clothes ones do not get fed. I gotta you gotta tell people how you wanna be treated. You gotta tell people what is it that you're seeking. Um, you gotta name it, even just for you. Um, you gotta hear it. So I, I live by that. Well, as a seller
0: and generally a human being, I feel like that quote is actually perfect for you. Like I said, she talks to everyone. She makes connections like full circle, you guys. This is Melinda. So if yeah. you want to hear more about her, you want to find her, can you tell people where they can find you? If they want to connect with you professionally, anything like that,
1: Absolutely. let them know. Oh, and I'm all for it. I'm I'm open to it. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Melinda McLaurin um linkedin.com slash i n slash melinda McLaurin. um you could also find me on um i know this is not as professional but you can find me doesn't up. have to be yeah but you can <laughs> find me on instagram i am um Mac, M A C underscore Millie m e l i i um yeah or you um I don't have my, I don't have my website up. I used to have my website, Millennium McLaurin.com, but that that got taken down. There's, we're under construction. Um, <laughs> yeah, under construction. It'll be bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn or like, LinkedIn is changing, so I don't know. Um, but however, actually, here's my email. You can always email me too, at um, mmclaren89 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that I always check, so yeah, there's my Instagram, Mac Millie, Mac underscore Millie, LinkedIn, and Melinda McLaurin, and um, yeah, my email at M 89 All lowercase, no space at gmail um, dot com. So Perfect. Reach out to her guys. Reach out to me. Uh, I mean I love I love meeting new people. Um Sometimes I'm like, yo, I don't know how good of advice I could give.
0: You gave some great advice. Just wait till you listen to this back.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I know you're the truth. You're the truth, Emma. Um, So I'm excited for this. I'm really excited, and I'm definitely going to share it. But, um, yeah, no, but I just, for your listeners, like, no matter what, nothing good comes easy. I've suffered with imposter syndrome all the time, pushed through. It's, like, there's good days and there's bad days, but you just got to hone in on the good days, you know, and then just really taking all the small victories. Like, like you got this. Um, that's something I, I keep on reminding myself um, or being reminded to me, too, um, by my village. I tell you, I'm blessed. Like, I'm blessed, and, 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 and I think, too, it's just, like, really um have people that feed you and not feed you just like physically like oh give me food but like feed your spirit um yeah feed your spirit keep you positive um yeah we don't want anything of toxicity personally or professionally absolutely yeah can I tell you something I told I told them when I first reached fandom yeah I said I was like hey people so I see y'all more than I see my own family, being that we here eight hours in a day. So we gonna keep this, we gonna keep this nice.
0: You know, it's such it's such a good thing though to just remind people of too. Yeah, because so often, and I, you know, I find myself doing this too a lot of times. Just when you are so overwhelmed at work, you're so overwhelmed in your personal and professional life. There's a lot going on always you bring that into every setting. You Absolutely. bring that into every meeting. You don't, you don't say hi, you don't say, how are you? And yes. like you've told us today, those things are so important, not just for building, maintaining community, but also just to maintain the positive energy which is so important when there's a lot of negativity around you. So
1: Absolutely. You're
0: a beacon of light. You have shown me that we should all be beacons of light. We should all try a little bit harder because it makes a difference. Every single call that I was ever on with you, it was fun to be there.
1: Really? Was I on camera?
0: <laughs> whether you were on camera, whether you weren't on camera, you knew that Melinda was there, okay? And that's like one of the best things is – to have presence in a place and you absolutely had presence there. So I'm personally really gonna miss you there. But like I said, we're friends, so we're gonna stay in touch all the time.
1: Absolutely. I'm about to FaceTime you after this. <laughs> so yeah, this amazing. is amazing. I no, honestly I do miss I I do miss working with you um already. Like I miss I do miss the team. Like they were fantastic. They were fantastic. Um yeah, we were in the trenches, you know? Mm-hmm definitely in the trenches making it happen um and uh i'm I'm grateful i'm grateful for this opportunity thank you so much for having me do this thank you for coming on yeah no and and i think this is so amazing that you have this platform i'm proud of you i think this is something that is essential um and so many uh people especially um i can't even say kids (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I could but it's so crazy but like everybody that's coming out of school um, and trying to figure it out um, I've been there I get it. I get it. Um, this is coming from a person who changed me just twice who was making not a lot of money and begin I I, talk, I started off with a zip, like making nothing like unpaid internship, but it was just yeah. all about experience and driving connecting and getting those connections that's important um and yeah sometimes you can't you can't let the dollar lead you because money comes and goes yeah and it could
0: lead you to the wrong place so mm-hmm.
1: one thing you could always like you could always lose money and gain money but one thing you can't regain is time okay so true
0: very very yeah. true
1: time is currency
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Melinda. Like I said, we could quite literally talk forever because I just love talking to you. (laughs) But thank you. This has been such an incredible time. I'm so excited for people to hear from you, just to be able to learn not only about your profession, but about navigating how to switch from one job to the other, how to maintain those relationships, how to grow them. So thank you so much. Oh,
1: thank you. And yeah, no. I I hope to be back. I should be back to give y'all an update. And then um, also thank you for the encouragement. Emma's trying to have me start my own podcast. So you never know. You never know. (laughs) You never know. You might hear from me some more.
0: (laughs) You'll hear from her. You guys all know that you want to. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to Excuse My Reach. As always, you can find us on all major streaming platforms. Like, download, share with your friends. Be kind to those around you and don't be afraid to reach a little higher.
1: Check you out with the send-off. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs>